You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. Eagles. Eric Clapton was better by himself. <laughs> I don't know. No, fuck all that shit. This one, welcome to this week's edition of the Couch Potatoes. I'm Alex. Cap's not here. No cap, but Morrison. That's right. Uh, no, this week oh, we we floated a couple episode ideas in the past of being like, oh, we could do this, we could do that, and Cap's kind of given like a, oh, I don't know if I could talk about that. So what we started doing. Is we started making a list of all the ones that Cap was like, yeah, I don't know if I'd have too much to say on that. And now we're just going to do the episodes ourselves because Cap's running off being a fucking rock star. Yeah. Playing country in star. bands. Country, yeah, country star. Yeah, they're going to really hate his fucking stance on Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that demographic's going to eat him alive. I do, I, I do love the ongoing joke that, like, even Cap is like the worst person off mic. He is. <laughs> he doesn't this, know. This, this isn't some inside joke. Everyone knows this. <laughs> Everyone in the Discord who's met Cap and me know that I'm Cap's a, the problem, yeah, child. Cap's not the you. Problem, not me. <laughs> I think I think I've met like three people in the Discord. <laughs> Maybe four. No, but this week, uh, something that Chris and I, we, it was one of those things we were just talking to. It was like, oh shit, we actually watched a lot of this shit uh, together th- th- around the same time. Oh yeah, it was cooking shows, Food Network, and, and bitches uh, making stuff. Oh fuck yeah! And because um, that wound up being just kind of the universal thing, whether you went to your grandma's house or you know later on when you got cable, it's like a cooking show was something that everyone could watch. I will say, like there was a point, like by the time I hit fourth grade, I didn't need like a babysitter, so my dad was like, "Yeah, just stay home." Um, and during the summertime, I would just stay home and I would cook. And I, I, this is like this is kind of weird, but for like a solid month, our yeah. TV was kind of fucked up. Only thing that was on was Martha Stewart. <laughs> So I do that, yeah. Make omelets every day, and play with Legos. <laughs> and then then the movies would come on. Yeah, it, yeah. It's like I watched a lot of Martha Stewart. And then when you find out later that she's a thug, like, <laughs> you're like this makes a lot of sense. Cold bitch. <laughs> Cold bitch. Thing. Make Have you seen her new omelet. ad with the lighter or the big lighter? Yes, with, with Snoop. Yeah, they're great for candles. And Snoop's like for other shit too. <laughs> she's like, what Snoop? He's like, you heard me, bitch. You the felon. <laughs> you a thug. You the one that went to prison, not me. No, but um, and what actually reminded me of this was uh the other week I was watching this show and it's <sighs> a little cringy. Yeah, I showed it to Chris before we started this up because I was like, this actually might be a good starting point. If you go on Netflix, there's a show called uh, If You Is Still it, Have It. If yeah, if you, if you so, good God, I heard side, they got ads now. Well, they're they're optioning an idea for ads. And you can't share your password anymore. They're really cracking down on password sharing. What a shit time to be alive. But dude, look at how much their stock has plummeted. Maybe they should start renting DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, it's not been this low since like I can kind of pull up the graph and zoom in a little. Maybe since the middle of 2017, it's not been this low. Mm. Maybe, so that maybe, that's a lot. Maybe they should have partnered with MGM and Universal three years ago when they had the chance. <laughs> I didn't know about that. Oh yeah, yeah. Netflix had the option uh, to do uh, so. Like Warner Brothers did, got with HBO, right? Uh, Paramount got with CBS, uh, Comedy Central, MTV, and now Discovery owns Warner. Yeah. So so it all became like an echelon of hey, we're breaking cable. Everyone's cable cutting. Let's let's redo cable, but online. Right. So, um, now Universal and MGM had an idea of going full stream with all their back catalog because Universal's still standing, and because Fox had failed, Fox went down. Universal's mm-hmm. like, no, fuck, no, no, <laughs> we're not gonna do we, this. We can't, we can't sell out to the mouse, you know. Maybe Viacom, <laughs> <laughs> just not the mouse, just not the mouse. Uh, then they would just own Florida, <laughs> but. Uh, it's kind of weird because they had this 
almost like MGM is like classic movies, mm-hmm. but a, they still have a lot, a lot of bangers going all the way up to like 2000. Uh, and Universal, that's Michael Bay Central almost. You know, it's just kicking out movie after movie after movie. But Netflix had to said no. We you know we're going to do our own original content, yeah. which they still could have fucking done. Yeah. But with Universal, like think think of how how awesome like King Kong would have been if it was like straight to Netflix instead of HBO. Well, I mean, you know but, but the HBO is holding their own right now. Yeah, because they're partnered with fucking uh, Warner Brothers, DC, every other motherfucker on on the light on top of t- top tier. Oh yeah. Plus, you know, they they have exclusivity rights to movies coming up. Like they have mm-hmm. Batman. Yeah. Because they have DC. Yep. They have all of DC. They got all this new shit coming in. So now it's HBO, DC, Warner Brothers against Fox, Disney. Mm-hmm. Marvel, yeah. So, so it kind of edges out. Now you still get your little mom and pop shops now, like Sony. I love how you consider Sony a mom and pop shop. It is now. Yeah. And the fuck else they making besides PlayStation's? Spider Man's. Yeah, with a bunch of other Marvel characters from Disney. Yeah. Yeah. So get <laughs> fucked. Ah! But no. Uh, th- so yeah, if you go on Netflix, there's a show called "Is This Cake or Is It Cake?" Is this a show? Yeah, it barely, and, and it's and it just and it feeds off the trend of like about two, three, four years ago, where you know someone make like a hyper realistic cake, and then you know they'd have like the comparison right next to it. You know, it'd be like the Instagram or TikTok or what the fuck ever video of like, cake, you know, cake, cake. is this real or is it cake? And it's the same thing. There's like the variations of like, is it a drawing or real? And it'll have like the M&M's packet next to like, you know, a drawn M&M's packet. And you're supposed to guess which one before they reveal it. It's basically that, but in the form of a Netflix show now. And did, it's, did you ever have foods class in high school? Uh, I was homeschooled through high school, so oh. technically, yes. We did we did uh, realistic cakes. Okay, in school, and uh, me and some buddies of mine made a um, apple cinnamon cake, mm-hmm. but it was a dirt track Ooh. for mountain bikes. We we got the little she, our teacher bought us the little mountain bikes and stuff, yeah. and we stuck them in there. One dude made uh, one uh, one group made a cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. They made like a nine inch cheeseburger. Oh well, and it looked good for a bunch of high school kids. Yeah, all these things look badass. And then I'm just like watching that, and I'm just like, you took a niche subject on a Wednesday and just made it a career. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and they really did. And it's like, and they, the show would have been fine four years ago if it was on like actual TV with a better host. Because who was the, you recognize the host? He's a former SNL. Okay. Um, character actor yeah and he, i don't know it's just it's bad it's set up and, and there's fundamental problems with the show from the ground up i i recommend at least watching the first episode that's it there's eight total yeah don't do that i've only watched the first episode now twice and that's about all i care to stand but what's fucked up is you know everyone's supposed to guess okay so this is the setup the very first thing they do is they there's a big old table full of real food items and one of them is cake and all the baking contestants are supposed to guess which one is the actual cake item if they guess right they get to bake in this first round Mm -hmm. then from that moment on they're told they have eight hours to create their cake as if there's going to be people sitting there for the entire eight hours (laughs) watching them do this show magic there is not so they've got eight hours to make the cake and then at the end of it they bring in a panel of judges and then they mix the decoy item with similar items kind of like what they mm-hmm. did for the round one and then the judges are supposed to guess which one is the cake if the person is able to fool the judges they are able to move on to the next round and get five thousand dollars if they guess incorrectly they do not get the money yes yeah, so it's like the judges have no incentive really to guess which one that gives the cake because they want, you know, in shows like that, the judges want to give the contestants money. Yeah. That's that's kind of the role of and, the whole thing. And, it, does, it makes it not feel like it's a shit it, show. Not a lot of money. No. Well, I did find out it's 10K per episode. Yeah. But still, you get one motherfucker on a roll. Technically, he should win the whole thing. Like you know what I'm saying? Like have a there's at the end of the, at the end of the like season there yeah. would be like a max 
you know, a mound. Right. If they could guess if it's cake or not. Like, make a mound of money and just make them guess if it's cake. <laughs> and make the other ones make it. Just well, see, be like a fuck you to them. Well, they they kind of do that. So, uh, so after all the judges guess, uh, the person, they if anyone uh, is able to fool the judges, they get 5000 and then they can double the money by then guessing if this bag of money is okay. real or fake. And they've mm-hmm. got the two side by side. And eh, the setup is horrible. And the thing that pissed me off is, again, no reality show is real. No competition show is exactly the way it's edited and shown. There's a lot of dramatization. But one thing that every show rebels against is cheating. And they always make it a big deal to show the cheating and like call it out and make it a point to be like, well, this is the reason why you're not moving forward. This motherfucker in episode one is having to make tacos that look like cake to fool judges and he's worried that his do not look fake enough so he decides to grab some of his jelly color like his jelly tomato colored discs or cubes rather and put them on the real tacos and the problem is is one of the judges guessed one of the tacos he put the fake tomatoes on because he goes, look at the tomatoes. Those look fake. He called out the real taco with the fake topping yeah. because of the t- And he gets to move forward. No one calls him on it. Oh, that's, that's, and I'm like, that's fucked up. So like, like competition cooking shows you know are bullshit out the gate. Like the we talked about it before, the beat Bobby Flay. Or my favorite is uh, Chopped. Okay. That See, I've a, not watched a lot of chop. That is a crock of shit going into the beginning. You got four. Uh, I think it's like uh, three or four people, and then it windows down to three, then to two, and that's it. Three rounds. Uh, uh, appetizer, entree, dessert, and they give you you know a box full of bullshit. Okay. Like make me make me a dessert with uh, gummy bears, uh, rock salt, and like baloney and i'm just like <laughs> okay yeah if you're poor enough yeah that's all fucking that's a treat <laughs> make a man make a baloney cake which is a real thing <laughs> i was poor i didn't think i was ever that poor though well, oh, actually no we were we were that poor we but just they, we they just che- wouldn't stoop to that level yeah, but they're they cheat in that show too because yeah. they'll take something like uh eel guts or some shit and fry them and like but they'll add other stuff from the pantry. They have a pantry. And I'm just like, no, no. No. You don't get none of that. No, nah, this is this should be like broke chopped. Like, like, oh, I need you to make an appetizer of what? Cheese whiz, ketchup packets from the Mac Arnold's. The, the, no, not even, a, not even a fucking McDonald's. Just like some fly-by-night burger stand. <laughs> Food got, truck. Yeah, yeah, and like you have to ask for like special sauces, like the horsey sauce uh-huh. or, or the Chick Fil A yeah. sauce, you know, <laughs> you know, some of that bougie shit. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're stuck here with some Heinz ketchup packets that expired in '93. You got some, you got a half box of crackers. I need a full box of crackers, a half box of crackers, some fucking like uh, what is that? That cheap pepperoni that's in a bag. Yep. Yeah, that's all you get. That's all you got. <laughs> And a lukewarm can of biscuits. Well, I'll tell you a show. I feel probably the show that's the closest to being an actual real food competition show is probably Cutthroat Kitchen. Yeah. Cutthroat Kitchen with Alton Brown is one of the coolest shows. I don't well, know how would, many episodes you've seen. That would facilitate you able not cheating, but it facilitates how you can fuck over somebody. Well, if well, it facilitates the fact that there's not a lot of trickery going on with the food. No. That's what I like about it. A lot of time with food competitions, exactly what you said, there's a lot of going to the pantry and padding things. And, and even we did find out, even with Iron Chef, the chefs did know what the secret ingredient was yeah. an hour before taping. It's not like they knew a lot before going into it, but an hour before taping, they found out what the secret ingredient was. So there's even still a little bit of trickery, even with an Iron Chef type show. And like anything that involves a time limit is mm-hmm. bullshit. Oh, yeah. Bullshit. I think they give them like 10 or like 30 minutes in the kitchen for chopping. I'm just like, no. Mm hmm. No way in hell. No. That's a god. Oh, and uh, all right. They're like, uh, hand, like, hands up. Like, you're done. Yeah. You know, they do that shit. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No check. way. And it's just like, hands done. And they're like, all right, guys, walk around. And they're just like, uh, all right, how do you guys feel? Like, oh, okay, good, good. They're lined up in front of the judges. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Let's show us your, let's see your food. And they roll out the food and then they do the, 
the front cut mm-hmm. of each guest and if you look behind them the lights are out and the in the fucking kitchens are spick and fucking span oh yeah absolutely it's a big time jump cut i think i think someone said i think i was reading like an ama on reddit with like an old hell's kitchen contestant and they said the shortest turnaround in his time and he made it up to like the top yeah. eight or so like he made it through a good number of rounds he said the shortest amount of time between finishing the food and then judges tasting it was 45 minutes yeah like what the fuck it's like your food's dead by then man yeah it's, it tastes like shit yeah exactly but no with uh with uh cutthroat kitchen though with that one the only kind of trickery I think they could possibly do is they might know what dishes Alton's going to say beforehand. Because what happens is he comes down, gives everyone a stack of cash, and then says, okay, I need you to make me um, a grilled cheese sandwich. Mm-hmm. Just a nice, basic grilled cheese sandwich. You have 30 seconds in the pantry to grab everything you need starting now. Everyone runs in there, grabs you know all their bougie breads, all their fancy cheeses, all this other shit, runs back to their podium. He goes, okay, great. Now here's where your money comes into play. And he starts selling sabotages mm-hmm. and he's like you know yeah. win win all win uh win this prize and you get to replace uh everyone's cheese in their basket with these cheese it's mm-hmm. do i hear 100 dollars? and then it's like it's basically a race to the bottom everyone yeah. is now bidding the money that they could win at the end of the episode on sabotages they could walk away with nothing but still be the winner you get one that's bro- the you fucked get, up part of the game guy, you get one guy on there who's been broke all his life uh-huh just Fucking kill it. Oh, he wants, yeah. He don't spend a dime to sabotage nobody. He's like, oh, you made a cheese and sandwich? Yeah, I've had a cheese and sandwich. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, he'd be looking at the pantry, got 30 seconds. Man, that's a lot of shit in here. I'm at a grocery store? <laughs> Fuck, man. Where's the white bread? <laughs> like, not well, we've, well, we've got the sourdough. No, no, we've like, got like, whole grain. Man, I don't want no nasty-ass salty bread, man. <laughs> give, me, give me some... I guess I'll spend the money. the Wonder Bread. You, you just no money spent, sir. No, no, you just grab. Uh, like a church. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like a church. Oh shit! Oh, all right, all right. All right. I, I gotta be one loaf of bread. I don't want to take from Jesus. Uh, <laughs> but but here, here's the other fucked up part. So it's like after everyone spends money on their sabotages, and they're like, okay, go. And it could be anything from like, like I said swap everyone's cheese for cheese it's or you mm. know even more extreme ones of like all your cooking has to be done in the single baby cast iron pan you can't have doubles you can't you know do anything the only cooking you can do is in the saucer size that one cast broke iron has got them all cute well exactly but at the end of it after they have to make their excellent grilled cheese then he brings in a judge mm. and the judge quote unquote doesn't know or care what your sabotages are all he's looking for is a good grilled cheese. Yeah. And that's the greatest hook of it all. It's like they can't even use, well, my, my cheese did get swapped out. Like, they're not allowed to say what their sabotage yeah, fuck, fuck was. Too exactly. Bad. Too bad. Yeah, exactly. Too fucking bad. It's yeah. cutthroat kitchen. This, yeah. I'm telling you. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Uh, contestants two and one had amazing gooey cheese this and the other it feels like your take on this grilled cheese just really didn't hit i'm sorry you're out i would, I would, like, to, I would like to see a cooking show this is just an idea of a cooking show of those like top elite chefs running a fast food place oh wow yeah and, like all right so i'm going to be your boss starting next week all right so we're going to change some things we're going to get this you know full running great crew gonna and then he gets a then like the first day starts and he's just like hey billy called out what <laughs> oh yeah you don't you know, it's fast food motherfucker people call out <laughs> this isn't fine dining yeah no, no. Who's, well who's gonna run the fryer well you know, jenny's out sick so <laughs> these aren't michelin chefs dude <laughs> these are these are 16 to 19 year olds meanwhile the one guy who's making the burgers and the sandwiches he's like hey man can you run the fryer what the fuck did you say to me <laughs> huh well, i no. do fucking everything in this kitchen yeah. already god damn it you mean to tell me i have to run yeah. the fucking fire so i fucking quit <laughs> and then at the end of the night you know He's like, man, did you count the money? What are you talking about? <laughs> did you count the fucking money, bro? Fuck you, man. Yeah. <laughs> money? Yeah, it's in the register. Because all, all of, like, Gordon Ramsay's stuff, he's got, you know, high-paid uh, cleaners to clean the kitchen. Yeah. Like, I saw them motherfuckers. They, they, from the floor up, man, they clean that shit up. They're not even cooks. They're just cleaning that motherfucker constantly while they're working. Um, but, no, I would less, that, that would be the show. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Gordon Ramsay, I need you to run this Wendy's off I-95 for two days. 
Uh, one girl is eight months pregnant. One guy is a stoner. Um, one girl calls out every third Thursday. It's kind of weird. <laughs> And uh, guess which Thursday you're working. Yeah, <laughs> you got a full staff, minus the ones that call out. <laughs> oh, and it's it, like it's college game day, so everyone's out. <laughs> <laughs> and because it's college game day, we're gonna be really busy. Yeah. Oh shit! A bus full of cheerleaders rolled up five minutes before close. <laughs> Get them nuggets ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, but all of this for me started as soon as we got a uh, cape or satellite TV. We, like, we we actually skipped over cable. We had antenna TV, the bunny ears for the longest time, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, it was like overnight. We went to the store and we were looking at these pamphlets that had all these TV stations on it. Yeah, fuck it. And I was like. Dish what's, Network, what's, Direct TV, what's something this? like that. What, what is all this? What's Direct TV? Yeah, and then within a week, we were, we had a damn satellite dish on the top of our roof, and we had thousands of channels. And I was like, oh, this is what they always talk about with all the channels. And then we found the Food Network, and it was just fucking game over. Alton Brown, Good Eats, um, Unwrapped, um, Emeril Lagasse Live. Um, Mario Batali, all them other Oh, yeah, Mario Batali. Uh who did the 30-minute dishes? Rachel Ray. Rachel Ray, yeah. We watched that one a lot, too. Yeah, she, she'd fuck some shit up. <laughs> She's like, fuck you. I'm going to make an entire dish in the amount of time it's taking you just to gawk at me just doing yeah. this. Yeah. Watch. I can do both, bitch. <laughs> I remember she like she got in trouble because she made uh, she had come out with some type of dog treats or something. And yeah, like, like fucked up a bunch of dogs. Yeah, um, it's like she's not meant to make she's meant to make people food, <laughs> not no, dog food, not dog food. Stop giving your dogs special treats. Give them bacon. And then after a while, the queen of Southern cooking, old Paula Dean. Yeah. <laughs> Paula Dean's got some ideas. <laughs> she she definitely has some ideas, but for a minute she was the cooking queen, the oh, southern yeah. queen on there. And she got caught doing she got canceled because she had a uh, black staff at a catering event. But that was, was plantation themed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like <laughs> But once you get once you get to the border of Mississippi, it doesn't really matter anymore, does it? <laughs> They don't, they don't still, give a fuck. So why should everybody else? Still though, it's like e- even if it wasn't done, well, you're hatefully, telling me, yeah, I, I, you can say all this shit about like whoever. Uh, you're telling me you wouldn't steal, you know, get a barbecue sandwich, from fucking Paula Dean. I didn't say that. Yeah, I'd kill it. I'd kill it. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm like Cap. I like Paula Dean. I think she's right. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Cap. He's, he's like, oh come on, man. <laughs> he lives in Savannah White. But no, so it's like that bitch I, can't cook. <laughs> She was always reminded of her though because she she had an infinity with butter and it always makes me wonder that was that was like the like the joke yes because every well everything she made was American South cooking so it is butter heavy yeah but like if you go up north it's like well they got a bunch of fucking extra virgin olive oil and shit like it's just some weird it's Italian just oil. bullshit yeah. They're like Rachel Ray, same thing. She just used EDOO. She had her own fucking version of it. And it's just like, just say it's made of hazelnuts. You lying <laughs> bitch. Because like, that's what, another thing she got in trouble for. She was uh, like, like uh, promoting some type of extra virgin olive oil. And then some mm-hmm. company came in and was like, no, that's not. That's not olives at all. It's made of hazelnuts. Damn, I didn't even know that. Because you make hazelnuts taste like anything. Because, see, after a while, after 30-minute meals, I kind of quit paying attention to Rachel Ray. Like, as soon as she got her daytime show, yeah, I kind of just went, yeah, I'm done with you. I, I, uh, like, I was a big fan of Alton Brown for the longest time because we had to watch him in foods class. I'm like, this dumb motherfucker. Oh, but I loved him. I uh, loved he had a, he, Yeah, he had that show. We were watching that. I'm just like, what is this goofy motherfucker going to He you? was telling us science mixed with cooking, man. It yeah, was awesome. Yeah, it, no, you, cook, cooking it is, was Peter Parker if he didn't get beat, bitten by a spider and just got into cooking instead. Got hit by a radioactive frying pan? Yes. <laughs> Alton Brown is Peter Parker getting hit by a radioactive like, frying pan. Like, all right, I get the science. Me, I, I get, I get. There is a science part because he's talking about baking soda, baking powder, yeah. you know, uh, bread rises. You know how you cook. You know certain type of vegetables a certain mm-hmm. way. Low temperature this, low high temperature this. Dude, in a kitchen, it's trial by fire, man. You're gonna learn this the hard <laughs> way. Hey, 
why why'd you uh, what happened why is this pan smoking i don't know if you put like a gallon of fucking virgin olive oil in there and you put a thing on high <laughs> supposed to be a low tip eh, fuck whatever what? Yeah, well, and that absolutely, and you're, and that's the only way I learned too. I've mm. fucked up so many good pieces. You ever of watch meat? someone fuck up, and you kind of like time kind of stops? Yeah, that happened to me one time. We were in a restaurant, and uh, the the school we had the IFH guy come in, mm. the restaurant supply guy, and he gave us catfish fillets. Yeah, and then he gave us a Cajun flour to try. Okay, full bag. And our boss, you know, we didn't sell fish at that time. Yeah, and he's like, "All right, Chris, pan fry," you know batter it pan mm-hmm. fry it let's see how it is and yeah. we'll do like catfish appetizers like a bite like bites or something like that yeah so i'm frying fish it's not fucking new to me it's standard you know batter it flour it throw in the fucking pan yeah i got this motherfucker on medium all right i put everything away i got one like two more pieces in there i cut the cut it down and i'm like ken i need you to watch this i gotta take a fucking piss dude he's like yeah heard whatever and I walk away, I come back, and time stopped as soon as I hit that fucking doorway. I saw it, and like the flame went up into the vent. Yeah. Our fire alarm system luckily didn't kick on. Uh, <laughs> it, it went up, and Ken grabs the pan away from the oven uh-huh. and away from the exhaust vent. And the ceiling's like this. It was like a popcorn ceiling. Right. He pulls the pan and makes a sharp left and tosses it in the sink mm-hmm. and i like time has stopped like this 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 <sighs> took 10 like less than 10 seconds yeah and it felt like an hour right dude i kept a thing of flour above the stove yeah in case of a fuck up like that yeah because it's an it was an old range like right a, right so there's grease and gunk all years kinds of and, oh a restaurant never got taken care of before me and king got there and i said Flour. That's all I said. Flour. He grabs the fucking hose and hits, you know, like a dishwasher hose. No, you know, he's got the hand yes, he goes, no. One squirt. Whoosh. And it oh, went up. My Dude, God. it fucking like engulfed the fucking like room for like a split second. And it just fireball. And then it just, that just gone. And oh, it, my nothing God. Nothing caught. Nothing caught. Yeah. But I was just like, God damn. I, <laughs> And I didn't run. Yeah. I did walk fast <laughs> and I grabbed that Cambro container yeah. of flour and went all over the fucking flour every goddamn. I could make dough off that motherfucker. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck? You know, he's just like, dude, I turned it on low. Did you turn it up? He's like, yeah, it wasn't cooking. Like, he turned it all the way up. Uh, and the gas regulators aren't there aren't great. So right. instead of like a nice blue flame, uh-huh. it was all the way up around it. All yeah, the way, all the way to the ram. You can flambe that fucking shit if you want to. <laughs> and I'm like, Bob came back here. He's like, hey guys, that fish was great. <laughs> I'm just like, this is the last time we're doing it because <laughs> we didn't have fryers. That was yeah. the thing. That was oh, okay, up. yeah. We never. Uh, it was a vegan restaurant. They didn't have fryers. <laughs> Wait, a vegan restaurant that sent y'all salmon? We were trying it out. Oh, okay. No, it's a vegetarian restaurant, but, yeah. it, but they had oh, vegan okay. dishes. Right. But it was like, like a cafe. But yeah, that fucking, he didn't have fryers, so he's like, well, it was a pan fry. Okay, <laughs> fuck it. No, I didn't have anything uh, quite that bad, but it was a really busy season at uh, the restaurant I was working in, and uh, it was like football season, and so we were just, they had me on fryer, so I was like dropping wings all the fucking time. So, and of course, when you drop wings, even if you par fry them, because we par fry, like if we knew it was game day, yeah. we'd par fry a good like bucket or two and yeah. keep it in the walk in. That way, all we had to do was just grab a yeah. handful, flash fry it, finish cooking it, get a nice, plus it actually helps give it a nice little Christmas. It makes it crispier. Exactly. So, but we always did that for game day. But, dude, even with that, you're still waiting a good five, 10 minutes per drop just to make sure they're. And we had thick wing boys. Like, they weren't like little small pieces. So, we're still waiting a good five minutes per drop just to make sure everything's good to roll. And we had a new guy on the uh, flat top. And I look over and he's got like all the lines of burgers up and he cheeses them, throws a little water under it, puts the pan down, get uh, smoke it down. I'm like, cool, he's good. I turn back over, drop the like, keep my chicken baskets over here, all my fry baskets over here, and checking everything, calling out tickets, getting it rolling. I look back over and that dome is like still on there. And I know that like time sometimes like 
like you said freezes when you're like really in the moment moving fast so like maybe i just now looked at it two seconds later okay whatever no by this point i've already dropped some new things of wings and fries and i look over and that dome is still on top and i'm like hey buddy you probably want to check on that burger and he's like what already sent them all out i said no there's one still under that dome i said you just cheesed it i said there was one with cheese I said, actually, that's the one still waiting right there. I said, the fries have been in the window. He goes, oh, shit. Flips it open. Dude, when I say there's no cheese left on this burger and it's yeah, all it's, on it's, the flat top. It's all puddled. <laughs> Surprised it didn't melt the fucking burger. It was, no, it was completely black. Yeah. He just lifted up. It was just a black gunk underneath. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ. And he's like, and he's a teenager. So he's like, oh, what do I do? I don't know. You kill yourself in the parking lot. Yeah, so now he's like freaking out in the middle of all of it. And I'm just like, I drop everything in the oil, walk over there. I'm like, <laughs> scraping it up. I'm like, don't worry about it. Toss it in the trash. I'm like, use that. Throw cheese on that. Redo that. That's the front last ticket. They can wait a minute. Get this out the fucking door. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, it just, it's, it's funny because like you see all these people like going back to cooking shows for like, a lot of the stuff. I, I think it's a little bougie on some of the stuff they do. It's like. Like Paula Dean even gets kind of bougie on her stuff too. It's like, oh, well, wrecking fried chicken when we're using. Why are you using like sixteen fucking ingredients? It's fried chicken. You're not KFC. <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> but but uh, I don't know. That's when I go fifty fifty. Is it bougie or just? No, it's. No, I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking about presentation. Like they do the presentation and shit. Like I know your food's supposed to look nice, but fuck, man. If you're just making fried chicken, fried chicken looks the same across the board. All right. No matter what you put in the flour, no matter what you put in the fucking oil, what kind of oil you use. Yeah. I was like, ah, get fucked. Like, I make brownies. You know this. Yeah. I make a shit ton of brownies. Oh, yeah. I don't give a fuck how they look. No. I don't, I, don't, I don't give a shit how they look either. They taste great. Yeah. And I'm making cookies today. Dude, I didn't make those things to, sh- to no. shape. I don't no. have a fucking scoop. I was just like, hand, boop, hand, <laughs> boop. Like, well, and see, and that, and that's the biggest crux with the uh, "Is It Cake" show that we were watching earlier too. Is it's like even though they're trying to make it good, it's like we're going to use a funfetti cake, or this is going to be a hazelnut ice, you know, icing on it. it. Tastes like shit. Any cake that's made to look that good is yeah. not going to taste good. I would rather a cake look like you know a toddler completely obliterated it, mm-hmm. but it be like an orgasm in my mouth yeah. than like, oh wow, look how shimmery and pretty and pristine and I, and it is, and, and it I'll just say, be like, yeah. I'll say this: I've been cooking for a while. I can make one of the best pound cakes you've ever had from scratch. Yeah, not a problem. Three ingredients. Cup of cup of cup of. That's it. <laughs> cup of flour, cup of sugar, cup of eggs. That's it. That's yeah. all I put in it. Yeah. It'd be the best goddamn pound cake you've ever fucking had. Mm-hmm. I'll add one ingredient, lemon flavoring. That's oh, yeah. It. That's it. Guess what? Betty Crocker's got all that shit in a box. <laughs> Ready to rock. All right? Dude, I cannot, for the life of me, tell the difference between a cake I make mm-hmm. to like a Betty Crocker like box cake. Yeah. Now, you can do it with brownies because brownies, you know, the, the ingredients are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. The cocoa powder is not sifted right, you know. But you're not going to fucking tell the difference. <laughs> oh, shit. That's a goddamn lie. Well, I, I, I feel like you, you'll remember what it is, but I, I, the whole reason boxed cake mix even became a thing is it was like a 50s or 60s housewife propaganda thing that they were pushing. It was the same thing of like well, the, well, uh, the, original, the original box cake came from. Um, wartime like late 40 uh, early uh, mid early to mid 40s because of rationing right and they're like you don't need a pound of fucking flour mm-hmm. what do you want to make and a guy came up with the idea let me just put everything in a bag mm-hmm. and just hand it to the bitch <laughs> right right because like unless you're italian or hispanic there's no fucking reason for you to have a 50 pound bag of flour no all right no fucking reason at all if you're going to make your own noodles, that's fine. We live in a day and age where you don't have to. It's in a box. Yeah. I got 14 boxes right now. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> we got a, pasta for days. I got pasta for days. <laughs> Carbo load like a motherfucker. <laughs> but you're, it's convenience. Yeah. And it's not like it's super processed. It's processed just like everything else. It's just mixed in a bag. Yeah. And then you get down to the kind of whole the idea of, well, it's, you know, process this. It just tastes. No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It tastes all the fucking same. It's raw ingredients that you're dealing with. Actually, I remember what it was now. So interesting. Uh, it, it, it kind of plays into this, but it's, I remember what it was now. The original Betty Crocker cake mix, mm-hmm. originally all you had to do was add water. 
Yeah. That's all you had to do. Get had the powder, cake mix. Yeah, powdered eggs, powdered milk. Yep. Everything you need. Everything you needed. Consumers rejected the idea that all you needed to do was add water. It, it wasn't like today's society. It was back then when a lot of things, not a lot of prepackaged foods were very common yet. Everything was still made yep. from scratch, homemade. Consumers rejected it because they were like, this feels wrong. All we're doing is adding water to this mix and eating it. This feels weird. So they actually changed the formula to well, where they were like, and oil and yeah, shit. okay, fine. Add a teaspoon of oil and two eggs. And all of a sudden people are like, oh, okay, well, well this, this feels a little like, better now. Let's say, let's say I'm making brownies. I need a cup of cocoa powder. I need a cup of flour, a cup of sugar for $1.95. I can buy that in a box. You can. You absolutely right. I can. I have eggs. I have water. Yeah. I have all this shit. Mm-hmm. I would have just been like, just give me a box that has water. <laughs> Make it like mac and cheese, motherfucker. Just give me a box that has water. Done. I, uh, you know, I, I take away my hands from this. <laughs> bam. 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 That's what well, there. speaking of bam, Emeril Lagasse. Yeah. The, the, he ruined his life. <laughs> How, we'll see what happened to Emeril. Because with me, because I, lo- for some reason, his attitude and everything else he wound up being like one of the guys i really gravitated toward as a kid because emerald live i don't know something about the setup of the show his attitude everything i just really enjoyed it and uh i think just the whole pork fat rules bam um i forget all the other little catchphrases he had but i, I wanted to be emerald, emerald for emerald the longest lot, time emerald did a lot of like non-healthy stuff but made it healthier yeah because like you know go back to what you were talking about like Paula Dean with butter. Mm-hmm. A lot of that is just stapled items. Yeah. Because that's what you have. You know, people people talk about, oh, you need to eat healthy. You're just like, motherfucker, I have this. Okay. Yeah. You're like, I'm, pl- I'm cooking what I got, you know, uh, because it's convenient. You know, if you got bread, you got cheese, you got butter, you got a grilled cheese. Yep. You, you paid your gas bill? Yeah. You got a grilled cheese? You, got a grilled <laughs> you take that shit outside on the grill? Yeah. <laughs> Do it on the grill. I'll give a fuck. Charcoal, that motherfucker. Fuck it. Mm, you s- got a little ham? Ham and cheese sandwich, buddy. Mm, mesquite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I remember just growing up, like, like where, where, does, where do they have all this stuff? Yeah. Like, I remember, like, talking about buddy's kids, and they do all this. They, 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 they're really, both of them are really into cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the food is fantastic. I got a uh, bacon egg and ch- bacon egg and cheese sandwich on a brioche because they're like, "Do you want a sandwich?" It's like, "Fuck yeah, I want a sandwich. Give me a sandwich." Yeah. And but it was like it was light. It was fine. I'm like, this is some. And just showed it on a paper plate. Yeah. I'm yeah. just like, you took the bougiest part of food and put it on a Dixie. <laughs> <laughs> Roll tide, motherfucker. <laughs> Roll tide. Oh yeah. Oh, but I was just thinking like. At home, mm-hmm. you know, as good as that sandwich was, if I just went home, took some bologna, put it in a pan, <laughs> fried two pieces, put a slice of craft in the middle, on some toast with some mayonnaise, uh-huh. it's not going to beat that. Like, because <laughs> I'm so ingrained with white trash DNA, <laughs> like it's fine. It works for me, man. Well, see, and uh, you know what? And the person I think. That embraced that the hardest, rest his soul, Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. He embraced that the hardest. He could sit down and enjoy the finest caviar, mm. but then will also be like, all right, cool. Where's a Waffle House? Yeah. It's like he understood both sides of it. Oh, we're going to the nicest restaurant in Singapore, and mm-hmm. then we're going to fucking Phuket, fucking Thailand. What are we doing? We're eating the street tacos. This guy. Yeah. Like, he just found out what a taco is. It's, it's fucking fantastic. <laughs> it's made of, uh, what are the people? Ah, fuck it. You know. <laughs> and, and you know what? And that's what... He did eat a live bird one time. Oh, no, not a live bird. It was an ortolan. Well, I mean, he also ate raw seal, too. But, like, you know what the ortolan is? It's like a, mm. it's like a almost extinct bird. Yeah. And they make fun of an American dad where you drown it in amaretto and you got to give it CP, bird CPR uh-huh. and then drown it again in cream de menthe. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the ortolan, like, the way you eat it, you eat it with a thing over your head uh-huh. to hide your shame from God. You eat the whole bird. Right. Like you eat the whole fucking thing. And I'm okay. just like, fuck, that's awesome. Like, <laughs> like as bougie, if you're going to be bougie about it, do it, do it where it's illegal. You know, like freshly cooked panda steaks. 
Well, it, but again, that's just what I dug about him because it's like after after we because uh, he had a show on Food Network for a minute. He had like a season or a half mm-hmm. a season of something on the Without Food Borders Network or something. Mm-hmm. No Borders with Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. Uh, and He's then, just eating street food. Yeah, and then I remember that mom really liked his attitude, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he just wasn't on Food Network anymore. And I think around that same time, I think we got like uh, satellite TV and internet around the same time because I think mm-hmm. it came as a package. Yeah. And I remember her looking it up and being like, "Oh, on the Discovery Channel, he has a show called No Reservations now." Yeah. And we're like, "Okay, we'll watch that." Like, boom, boom, when it's brand new on. Mm. And all of a sudden, he's talking about watching the Dead Boys and CBGBs in New York City and this, that, and the other. And he's just like, "Fuck it, let's have some absinthe," you know, yeah. and shit like this. And like every episode was almost like a road diary and everything else. It just that was a brand new element to my love of cooking because it's like food network glamorized the idea mm-hmm. of look at the pretty food and all oh, sparkly and you know we're gonna add some cream fresh you know well, shit like that and then he, anthony bourdain was like now look at the real motherfuckers yeah yeah like him him and um him and guy fieri like as many as much as everybody likes to make fun of that motherfucker he's great to the food service industry during the pandemic he donated all that fucking money him and lady gaga just shelling out fucking mo- well the problem is is he just he looks like he looks like a cartoon character he lo- what what he looks like is if a hamster was radioactively shocked while drinking a monster energy that's what he looks like <laughs> i will say i do love his show the diners drive-ins and dives because it's just like he goes to north carolina he goes to Mississippi, yeah. Maine, well, California. Got, well, we've got some uh, diner drive-in uh, mm-hmm. restaurants here. Yeah. Uh, the Penguin was one of them that's uh, closed down now. Yeah. Uh, but one of them that I still visit frequently is Pinky's, uh, yeah. right down the road from uh, the Milestone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he visited there and a uh, another place around the corner, uh, Cabo Fish Taco, that's mm-hmm. in the Nodi area. Yeah. So, no, he, he absolutely – and that's – Every time I've talked to people, they're like, yeah, you know, Food Network, the camera crews and everything. That was kind of a headache. Guy was great. Yeah. And like, and, and like, guys actually made it a point to like pop his head into Charlotte without camera crews and stuff just to like revisit the restaurants and like just hang out in the scene. He's like gone to a lot of Panthers games and shit. So again, it's because he looks like an ultra douchebag is the reason why people hate on him but no exactly what you said he genuinely does do a lot of good shit for the service industry it's it's, it's so funny because the dude went to the university of las vegas (laughs) think about that unlv (laughs) he went to university of nevada las vegas and like this motherfucker is a billionaire almost yeah but i do love like Yes, like I'm not an Instagram person, but I've seen some of his stuff. I'm just like, if I was on Instagram, I'd probably follow him. You need to make an Instagram. No, you do. Duh. You do. It makes me uncomfortable. Why? Because I'm being watched. No, you're not. Who are you being watched by? Amazon. Look up Mirror. See, it's not as advertising. <laughs> I will say that motherfucker has shown me all kinds of like coffee stuff. I've never looked up coffee on my phone. And now it's nothing but weed paraphernalia and coffee shit. Like, uh, yeah, so because uh, I don't know if we've talked about it on Couch Press, uh, we have on uh, something good for you. Yeah, Chris has now moved into the house. Cap's now moving with his, uh, living with his lady friend downtown. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, bo- talk about bougie fucking area, right? I was about to say, I was like, motherfucker, moving on up. He fucking I moved left to Charlotte, up. but I still feel broke. Fuck. He, he, he <laughs> fucking left us in the dirt. He just no. rolled on up. He's just like, yeah, look at this big ass dick. I live downtown now. Yeah, Fuck fucking, you. Yeah, just putting his head up on us. Uh huh. It's like shit. Shit. Uh, stiff upper lip. Uh, like, all right, whatever, motherfucker. Get a couch. Anyway, <laughs> so, um, so you live here now. But when you first moved in, you didn't like drink coffee because it's like that was the one thing we'd always do like those long trips to West Virginia. And we'd get up early in the morning sometimes, and we'd hit the road and be like, "Hey, let's stop somewhere." And I'll go in while you're filling up gas. You know, you want your cup of coffee, and you're like, oh, "I don't get anything." It's like really, and after a while, you're just like, yeah, I just really don't like coffee. It's the taste. Yeah, it's it's just this like mud taste. <laughs> but then, like, ever mm, since you moved to Charlotte, <laughs> you've started smoking weed more and drinking coffee. At least your you. hot chocolates. I got to. I got to drink my uh, cappuccinos. Everyone, uh, that's, the, that's the only thing I'll drink is a fucking cappuccino, like a bougie asshole. Yeah. that's the only thing I drink. But I won't use a machine, dude. A latte is great. Yeah, that's what that is. It's a French vanilla latte. Mm-hmm. But like, nah, I don't even put anything in it. Except for a York peppermint patty, <laughs> I drop I drop one of those fuckers because I have a hundred of them. Yeah, I just drop it in the cup and start brewing. <laughs> and it's fucking delicious. <laughs> and uh, I think the original competition show though has to be Iron Chef. 
Yeah, it's up there. That was like really televised. Mm-hmm. Iron Chef, I didn't watch a lot of, but I remember I knew they had brought it back to Iron yes. Chef America or mm-hmm. some shit, and then they had that weird host, the Asian guy. Well, well, they they had weird hosts both times. That host was, I think, the son of the original mm-hmm. host or something like that. Yeah, but he's he's a weird dude. Yeah, and then then like on Chopped, you got these people that are just like high and mighty, mm-hmm. and it's like get your ass on there. Let's see what you fucking make. What are you getting? I'm giving you a stale baguette, a fucking thing of old olives, and a human foot. Go. Go. Make me (laughs) breakfast. Well, no, so because it's like, so it was kind of a weird time period with all of this, though, because it's like, right as all that's kind of dying down and Anthony gets his own show on uh, Discovery Channel, all of a sudden on Fox hell's kitchen yeah that's a shit I, I love hell's kitchen because they're such shit people oh yeah oh by the way we have bar rescue now your favorite show god damn it yeah you got paramount plus yeah i got paramount plus uh, i broke and got <laughs> yeah uh that fucking well one of us has got you rid of netflix now just to make up the compensation <laughs> but, uh, but no it's like Hell's Kitchen was so good, and then you know Kitchen Nightmares, yes, was my shit. Oh yeah, because they're just like we're gonna go to this restaurant and fucking ruin you. In the entire in the entire show, I think there was only two that survived. Well, no, they didn't. Like, he couldn't help. Oh yeah, they yeah, refused. Yeah. Everything else worked out fine. Well, no, only one. Uh, okay, well we'll backtrack a little bit. Yeah, so uh, Kitchen Nightmares is basically he went into a mom and pop restaurant, was just like. Katie's this, Bakery or some shit. Well, yeah, that was one of them. But he'll just go into a place and just be like, you know, your shit sucks, and here's why. We're going to give you a full renovation. We're going to redo your whole shit, and we're going to give you a brand new start. Dude, when I say maybe only an eighth of those restaurants survived after the fact, mm-hmm. that's the absolute truth. I mean, the places because of course with businesses you lease the property the building is on you don't actually own the building all of a sudden everyone's rent goes up all this other shit just because they were shown on tv or their reputation due to clips being shown over and over mm. never helps them rebuild like the show mm. ends up being more detrimental than the rebuild was yeah and then yeah so but there was only one place only one he could not help and actually walked out on and yes amy's baking company yeah that they were like stealing tips they're fucking all kinds of he's like oh man this cake is fucking delicious did you make this she's like no i bought it (laughs) it's just like oh god you fucking bitch and that that goes back to the whole box thing see even that asshole (laughs) can't tell between a frozen cake and a baked one all her shit was frozen well see i thought that was the thing like everything was there was handmade and like the one thing that she was good at was making the cakes and that was like the one thing that he like propped her up on was like you know you you do a good job and on the like, cake oh, i stopped making cakes like a year ago i started buying frozen ones well, like, see i didn't i remember that part oh but, yeah but yeah no but but there was so much shit that came out after the fact on that episode like her husband was part of like the cartel and yeah. all this other shit and like both of them got arrested oh, yeah. for a short time or like deported or like the husband t- got he, deported back well, he, he like he like attacked a dude in the restaurant during the show yeah. well yeah but no i'm talking about like everything from after the fact like mm-hmm. after cameras left oh yeah yeah fuck them people yeah and, and then uh, i think my favorite though is the twins <sighs> talking about the twins the other the day. The twins that own the beach stop. Who are just put, I'm just going to put my hand in the goddamn oven. Fuck you, Dad. Fuck you. Fuck you. I'm just like, do it. Fucking do it. You don't have the fucking sack between the two of you. You Tweedledee and Tweedledum motherfuckers. They, they look like cartoon characters. They and they were twins. And they're doing this whole practical joke on him. He's like, my God, they're circus people. <laughs> and see, and that's the thing. It's like... You watch Hell's Kitchen, you watch Kitchen Nightmares, and like, you, you've had probably, I'd say maybe two to three more years restaurant experience than I did overall, but it's like, I feel like between the two of us even, we could run and manage a restaurant better than half of these motherfuckers on these shows. The only thing you gotta, like, a lot of it comes down to compromises. The people who, that, that's what gets them, is the compromise. Yeah. Is, oh, we want to show variety, so we make the menu too big. Oh, we don't have a, you know, we got a lot of stuff we want to do, but let's keep the minimal small. Okay. All right. Now it's a timing issue. You're open from, let's say, lunch to dinner. So you're talking about 10 30 to 9 30 at night. 
well, that's not right. That's a fucking eleven-hour day. That mm-hmm. doesn't make any fucking sense. Like if I like in practicality, in restaurants experience, a lot of those people had like at home experience more yeah. than anything they got propped up by somebody who said dude th- this could be good to sell i've been told that about my food i'm not gonna open a fucking restaurant <laughs> no way in hell no, no more chris's barbecue rock and roll shack no no rock and roll shack no <laughs> but like i'm just i'm just thinking like how fucking dumb do you gotta be to put yourself in that fast debt yeah, that quicker because you remember, remember some of them were, some of them were like, "Oh, I'm in debt a hundred thousand dollars. I had to sell my house." <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and he's just like, "Well, let me just uh, jack up the rent real quick. Yeah. <laughs> you'll be all right. <laughs> you'll be all right. You'll have enough to pay your fucking shitty employees. You have all the fucking money in the world." And then I, lo- I love how he treats the wait staff. It's always great. Well, tell them how you feel. Uh-huh. I fucking hate you, He's owner. Like, and then he leans in and he's like, it's okay. This is a safe space. Fuck you. I you fucking duh. <laughs> Where's my fucking pay from two weeks ago? Yeah, really. You haven't paid them. And I will say, and that's the thing, is like Ramsey really gets the reputation of being an asshole. But he's constructive. In his in his own business and on his shows, he treats the wait staff. With the same respect he does the cook. I remember watching Hell's Kitchen and that woman sent that shit back. And the waiter, the head waiter is just like, uh, chef, uh, this lady sent this back. And he's like, what? And she's, he's like, uh, she didn't like this. She, does, she doesn't want it without that. He just fucking like flew off the goddamn handle. He's mm. like, oh, fuck no. And he walks around the kitchen. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, you <laughs> piece of shit. That's like I would, I, that's the only reason I would go there mm-hmm. is to get like some beautiful fucking like porterhouse or some shit with fucking palm frites, which is just French fries, and like fucking like braised Brussels sprouts, something that somebody could fuck it up and be like, "Yo, can I get some ranch? <laughs> Where's the ketchup? Where's the ketchup?" <laughs> and just like even I, who make steaks, is like, if you put ketchup on that, I'm gonna punch you in the face. <laughs> but you would say that just to see the reaction. No, I want to I I get him riled up. I don't, he's like, I'd be like, "No, no, I don't want." None of that fancy tomato puree with the vinegar. No, no. I want Heinz. <laughs> you only need 57 sauce. I'll pay the little extra. I'll pay the dollar A1? extra. Yeah, you want? Oh, God. You want to smack someone in the mouth, say A1 to somebody who makes steaks for a living. You want that salty fucking sauce? Yeah, because it has no flavor. It's like, yeah, I'd like, uh, I'd like, what you do is you just order it well done with A1 on the side. We went to a chili. Your hand literally raised when I said well done. <laughs> We went to a Chili's. I took my employees out for dinner. Yeah. Took them out. And one of them orders a fucking steak well done. And everyone at the table was like, oh, like, what the <laughs> fuck? Because she didn't know what medium, medium rare, all that shit. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Just, just get medium well. Yeah. Medium. Yeah. You still keep the flavor. You don't want a well done. It's like, <laughs> I get it if you don't want it red. It's like, mm. fine, whatever. If you marinated them for like a day, yeah, well done's fine. Yeah. Because, because it's, it's nothing but fucking flavor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's nothing but barbecue and Worcestershire flavor. And, and see, and that's what I've done before. I've done a Worcestershire pineapple. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I've gotten, again, poor living. You get the really cheap cut. And then yeah, you marinate like that shit steak. overnight. Yeah, and then you marinate that shit overnight, and you throw it on the grill on a slow cook, mm-hmm. and then you pull that shit off, and it's just it's good and tender. Yeah. But yeah, it's not red, but at the same time, with all the enzymes breaking, see, good eats, good eats. This is what helps. It's like I learned all the enzymes in like soy sauce and high acidic uh, liquids break down the fibers in the meat, which make more tough uh, cuts to more tender. I so no, that, that, I skipped all that step by taking a knife and a fork and go, oh. Start getting sucked off by an angel. <laughs> well, I, I got to that step too, but mm. first it was Alton going, "Yo, dude, guess what? You're poor. Let me help you with your cheap cuts of my food." That was, was guess what goes good with pork, apples, and whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that works. Don't make anything from a 1950s cookbook because it all tastes like bland shit. Or uh, you have to mix in Jello with it. That's another fucking thing, man. That's like I don't want to hear anybody be like, "Oh, we had uh, lobster thermidor or fucking chicken Kiev or something." Nah, nah, that's all nasty fucking food. Steak Diane looks like steak in a can. <laughs> steak in a can, not steak Diane. But dude, I'm serious. You, uh, what's his name? Uh, Benjamin Babish. Yeah. There's a whole 1950s spread. It is disgusting. Like uh, lobster thermidor is when you take the lobster out, mix it with cheese, and put it back in the shell. What? Steak Diane is like this weird gravy, and you're talking about you're not talking about regular steaks. I'm talking about center cut steak medallions yep. for like filet mignon, 
and we're just dousing them in some weird like white gravy and like cooking it in it to well done. No. And I forget what it was like chicken, uh, chicken a la king. Mm-hmm. It was a chicken pot pie that's just baked open. It's just, like, just disgusting. It's a chicken. It's a nasty looking chicken stew. Well, see, my favorite though is you get the lime jello and you mix it with mayonnaise, shredded chicken, shredded carrots, celery, all that, and you let that form together mm-hmm. and you slice it off and eat it. Yeah, yeah. Now there is something that's good. There, it's called the Campbell's tomato soup chocolate cake. What? It tastes like chocolate. And it tastes delicious. One of the best cakes you ever fucking had. Is that one of those depression meals? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that's, I was going to say, that sounds like a depression there's meal. A, there's a very flamboyant gay fella on uh, the TikTok. Yes. I, I, I was going to say, I watched it. And him. I love his surprise. He's like, God damn. what? He made avocado bread. Uh-huh. And like, it's green. Like, it's a fucking shiny green. He's like, it looks disgusting. Uh-huh. He cuts into that shit. He's like, my God, that's delicious. I was like, going to say, I think it's the same guy. He made a potato cake. Potato cake. Yes. From the 1940s. Yes. And he's like, and I'm he, not expecting this to be okay and it's it like he delicious. makes it and he's like okay well it looks all right and he takes a bite and he's like guys what the fuck <laughs> because it's all fucking starchy carbs yeah Alton brown that's what he'd be jizzing all over <laughs> oh it's all starchy carbs you could take what i just made in there i made some cookies right yeah so i added oil mm-hmm. instead of a instead of a butter mm-hmm. so i used vegetable oil and asked to do two tablespoons of fucking water yeah if i used gatorade It'd be the same goddamn thing. It just tastes a little fucked. It'd be blue. <laughs> Dude, there's a guy online. He does that. He takes standard ingredients. Uh-huh. Uh, and just like he made bread. He made like soda bread, but he used Gatorade because it has the same amount of salt, mm-hmm. same amount of sodium, same amount of liquid content and sugar. So he can cut down on raw sugar that he needs just to pour fucking Gatorade in there. And dude, it's this giant blue loaf. Because he used the frost one, you know? It's this giant blue loaf, and he cuts it, and like people are like, it just tastes like bread, but it's blue. Like, they watched him make it, and it's blue bread. Why don't you just put a little food coloring in it? Fuck it. I used to make cheer wine cake. Oh, yeah. Well, well yeah. Cheer wine cake's fucking great. So is the seven upper Mountain Dew cake. Yeah. I do the cheer wine glaze. Mm-hmm. I take a can, add a cup of sugar, and just. Oh, yeah. Well, Fuck. at least you don't have to worry about it going flat too fast because chair wine fucking goes flat 10 seconds after you open it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you get in the glass bottle, that shit will last forever. <laughs> last, something about chair wine in a glass bottle makes uh-huh. it last forever. I left one open by accident one time, two hours later. Still got zing. Oh, shit. Yeah. I was going to say five minutes after a can, it's like, oh, Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, a, there's another guy, too. He, he was taking. Um, like raw ingredients and mixing them up uh but making other stuff uh ken mm-hmm. ken's mom showed up one day while we were outside working and she made cranberry uh cranberry macadamia nut cookies Ooh, okay dried cranberries macadamia nuts yeah, yeah yeah and she said to us i ran out of salt so i used wavy lays she put <laughs> Dude, you taste this motherfucker. It's a cookie, and it's that nice salty potato chip. Really, and crunch, dude. There were chunks of wavy lace <laughs> in that motherfucker because she ran out of salt. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh yeah, we used to do that shit all the time. We run out of salt. We use something else." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, like, my first thought wouldn't have been potato chips. Yeah, fucking potato chips. It like, was fucking delicious. Like, like I've like I've went to make a quesadilla, and like I've already like made the whole quesadilla, mm-hmm. and then you open up the fridge and you realize, oh fuck, I'm out of butter. Throw a little bit of mayonnaise on the pan. It's like fuck it. I didn't use butter. I just use I just use the pan. Well, I, I, I like a little bit of something to grease up the pan when I'm making a use, quesadilla. Uh, mix up, t- take some, <laughs> take some Texas peat and mix it with soy sauce and throw it in there. Oh yeah, that'll work fine. No, Texas seriously. peat and soy sauce no, that'll be, do great for my sinuses. No, it, it'll light you the fuck up. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I just like, make it like a like a cheap aioli, yeah, the cream. But yeah, and, and, like it, it, it coats the fuck. If you put it in the pan and it's mm-hmm. not boiling fucking hot. It coats the whole thing like a street taco. Hmm. Yeah. And then the, the, it cooks it inside the tortilla, and then you fold. Yeah. So no, I've I've never been above you know using a little something to replace another thing. But it's I, like I, that's one thing I have noticed about it. you don't eat a lot of bread. I don't. Yeah, I've never seen you eat a lot of bread. No. Unless we're eating like sandwiches or burgers. I, that that really is the only time I do bread. I'll eat pasta. I eat a lot of pasta. Yeah. But but no, when it comes to actual bread, I'll be in here making a fucking grilled cheese. With like seven different cheeses, this motherfucker's like, I'll just make a quesadilla. Honestly, yeah, I, like I would on like if hmm, I don't 
I wouldn't say a quesadilla is better than a grilled cheese. You but, can put more stuff in it. Yeah, but it's like I do tend to lean toward making a quesadilla before I now make you, a grilled you, cheese. Do, I do. There's two different ways. Do you do the single in the pan then fold? No, I do. You you get the way a man makes a quesadilla. Oh, Chris, please elaborate. You get the entire tortilla. Uh-huh. You sprinkle it with cheese. Of course. You get an entire second quesadilla okay. or a shell or the tortilla rather, mm-hmm. and you put that bitch on top. Mm-hmm. So you're making a quesadilla. No, it, it's just an entire mm-hmm. circle quesadilla. No, none of this folding shit. That, that's that's for, that's fold. for that's for kids. You gotta have the fold. That's for kids, Chris. Don't tell me how to do that. <laughs> the fold is for children. You know what a real man you know what makes an entire quesadilla, what and I'm you cut do... that shit into eights, and you pile it into your mouth. <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to make the greatest grilled cheese he's ever going to fucking have, and guess what? I'm going to cook it. I'm going to cut it halfway instead of a triangle, because it's like a fuck you. Dude, have you heard about that study they did with that triangle sandwiches? No. They th- they took they took the exact same sandwiches. Yeah. They're all made the exact same way. Right. They cut them in triangles and they cut them in half. Right. All right. And the people said the triangle ones tasted better every time. In their mind, a, a sandwich shaped like a triangle tastes better than one you just go like in half. Uh, and that was they did go cheese psychology's weird man yeah it's a cheap war <laughs> fucking psychology is weird but I'm weird. just like really cause I ate a club sandwich and like Ken this happened Ken cut it in squares yeah so half and half yeah yeah okay that's a square yeah I cut mine in triangles and he couldn't figure out how I did it he's like how are you cutting it in triangles <laughs> because I would take like the log toothpicks yeah 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 and I would stick them yeah. And then cut it and then take the two halves and put them together and right. push the toothpicks a little bit closer in so they stick together. Exactly. So now you got a display. Right. And he's just like looking at me like, why are you doing it like that? <laughs> like, oh, I get fucked. <laughs> hey, man, how are you doing that? <laughs> I can see him being so perplexed. Like he sees you from and like a semi distance doing we it. We had the simplest fucking, fucking restaurant. We made yeah. sandwiches. And we used chips. That's yeah. it. We didn't have fries. We had wedges. We had this thing called Parmesan wedges, Ooh. which my friends in college really loved. They're like, Chris, you, you can come to the house. We got, we got some potatoes. We got this. We got that. Oh, so it's basically like potato wedges with parm on top? It is, it is, but they're uh, par-fried oh, and then baked yeah. to make them healthier. Yeah. But yeah, just Parmesan <laughs> wedges. Okay. Uh, and like a hot sauce uh, or a, a spicy ranch. Got that it. went with it. Um, but we super did, super basic stuff. Yeah, super basic stuff. And we did oh, we did this thing called a granola wrap. Okay. It was this hippie wrap where you take a tortilla. Mm-hmm. A flour add, tortilla? Take a flour tortilla. You add yogurt, honey, peanut butter, granola, bananas, uh, and chocolate chips, and you roll it and then put it on the flat top. You know, that doesn't sound too bad. Oh, if it didn't have yogurt, it'd be fucking delicious. Oh, you don't like yogurt? Fuck no. <laughs> Old milk. No, I like yogurt. Ugh. Legit yogurt. Like Greek yogurt. Uh, I like maybe Greek I'll start yogurt. fucking yogurt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, fuck it, I'm smoking weed and drinking coffee now. I guess I'm eating yogurt now, too. <laughs> just lose 15 pounds in a week. What'd you do? I just ate. I just drank black coffee and apples. <laughs> a year later, he's like, Alex, turn me on to this green juice, man. <laughs> no. no, I bought actual green food. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, there's a thing of broccoli in there. There's salad. There's grapes and shit. So no, I, I drink my greens. <laughs> no, I made a I made a vegetarian pasta last night. Yes, yes, you did. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. All these cooking shows paid off. Yeah. All these cooking shows and experience. Yeah, <laughs> and the lack of me not buying shrimp at the last minute when I left the store. Well, no, and experience here too. I mean, it's, it was that thing of like you know when I was fourteen, I made Christmas dinner for everyone. Yeah, you know, so it's like you know I've just I've always enjoyed it. It's just finally getting back into the swing of doing so now. My you parents know, are watch here a to few miss. more my, of these shows. My parents are here to miss on what I make. Yeah, they don't. No, nah. they don't like the way I do it. Uh, okay, that's kind of like a little wrap up on this since the cooking shows kind of like influenced our cooking mm-hmm. growing up a little bit. Is there something you've made that you feel is the most basic thing that your folks were like, Chris, you need to make that again? And like anytime it's like a family gathering or if like, you know, say you made it one year for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. every Thanksgiving, they're like, you're going to make that thing again. Mm-hmm. Is there one of those for you? There's one thing I've only made it twice in my life. My parents want it almost every fucking time. What is it? Korean beef. Okay. 
I make the sauce mm-hmm. from scratch. I, I sear it. Yeah. Just let it make my, I make my own fucking soy sauce. I make my own fucking, or not soy sauce, my own uh, Korean beef sauce. Mm-hmm. Out of the broccoli, out of the chives. Everything. And it was probably just all from like heart and was just like, yeah, throw a little of this, oh, throw yeah, a little of that. It was, it was probably just like nothing. It didn't did, did shit to me. Yeah. No, my, my sister is like that with my chili for some reason. Mm-hmm. I, she came over one time. You used one meter too. Uh, it was just a one meat. It was just boo, ground beef. Boo. Eh, whatever. At least three. I don't like deer. You don't have to use deer. That's what most people use in chilies. No, no. I use I use beef, mm-hmm. pork, mm-hmm. and chicken breast. Yeah, yeah. I can see how that works. But no, this, with, this was just. A good, I need six pairs. I need two. I need three pairs of eyes. <laughs> we'll see. But this is what I was getting at. Though it was such a basic chili. Mm. It was. It was just a beef, bean, tomato, corn. Like you know, season the dark big time. Shit. My parents fucking hate that shit when I make chili. Why? Because I'll make pork and beef chili. Yeah. And I put corn in there, and they're like, no. Yes. They don't like it. They don't like it with corn or green beans. Oh no, corn. Uh, green beans take or leave, but corn. If corn corn pot, and chili is great. Like when I make stuff, I put filler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ingredients in there because I want to make it enough. Yeah. So like, like I made that Florentine stuff last mm-hmm. night. That all that was is broccoli, noodles, red peppers. Yeah. That's it. But if I was making it for let's say me, you, Cap, two other motherfuckers or something mm-hmm. like that. I would add chicken. I would add shrimp. I would yeah. add this, this, and this. Because um, it adds more to it. But yeah, no, so it was just the most basic chili recipe. And, and she came over like one time. They were just coming to visit to like drop something off. And she's like, oh, it smells chili. You want a small bowl made or something? Didn't even say much about it when she was eating. She's like, yeah, this is good. You know, just not much of it. A week later, mom's like, your sister has done nothing but talk about your chili. I was like, huh, okay, I mean, I can give you all the recipe. I mean, it's like it's a can. It's like one of your like one and one and ones. It's like, it's a can of this, a can of that, a can of this, sprinkle of this, a taste of this, you know, and it's kind of, you know, do it up, you know, yada, yada. She's like, okay, cool, thanks. A month later, she's like, we tried making the chili. It didn't taste right. You have to make it again. I was like, okay. It's like, I made it again. And I was just like, it didn't turn out exactly the same, but I mean, it, it tastes okay. It doesn't turn out the same every time. I just kind of throw shit together. My it's just like, oh my God, this is better than the other one. I'm like, okay, what the fuck ever. The problem I have is because like you've seen me cook. I cook a lot Yeah, at once. Mm-hmm. And I have no qualms about cooking something separate for someone else. Yeah. Um, I think I did, uh, what was it? Uh, it was like, what, ribs? Mm-hmm. I did ribs. Um, and chicken. Chicken parm. Yep. Because Cooper <laughs> said he didn't like cheese. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was, and I should have had to do chicken parm from scratch. So we had chicken parmesan. Yeah. Ribs. Uh, green and vegetables. Beans, ve- and vegetables. And, that, and the uh, oven-baked sautéed vegetables. Yep. Because that's, I make that every fucking time I go up there. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like clockwork. And she's still like, let me, can you make that? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess. It's like, watch. Sprinkle the vegetables right, on the pan. When I go back up there, that's what I'm going to be asking. What'd you cook? What'd you make? Huh? You it's like, it's been a couple years. You've been watching? What am I having? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll start taking pictures of my food. I'm just like, hey, I made this. What'd y'all have? Put it in the Discord. Yeah, put it in the Discord. Get in the Discord, Chris. Uh. <laughs> make an Instagram and get in the Discord. I don't even know what the fuck I put on Instagram. I don't even know. Couch potato shit. Lego shit. Lego shit. <laughs> Be the Lego man on Instagram. <laughs> Just like toss that cube. Yeah. Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a good way to wrap up this episode of the Couch Potatoes. I've been Alex. Morrison. Hey, Morrison, do you have any sort of final thoughts? <laughs> to quote the two pizza guys. My God, my life is so terrible. I just want to die. Oh, my God.